All right, reason two, we're going to start off with uh, Youngstown, the one seed, the Solaris, coached by Coach Rigel. Um, 17-1, and one, they were undefeated before they lost in their conference tournament to Dayton. Not the greatest strength of schedule. They did beat Memphis by 14 in the, uh, in the first game of the season, um, who's number 46. You know, they beat – yeah, they're just not a lot of – great games on their on their mm-hmm. schedule but you know they've they've won you know and mm-hmm. that's all you can ask they're going up against detroit so wait is this they've already played before um they are not in the same conference wait did they not play before I, they, did, they did they did second game of the season uh youngstown won 69 to 40 okay <laughs> um so youngstown you know they're they're led by uh, Ethan Mitchell, and then they got the the big man Jalen Fulton. Um, yeah, he's a great player. And uh, Detroit, this is um, uh, this might be this coach's or first or second NTT. They got that great junior class, um, led by you know, uh, Austin Madden uh, and Michael August. Marshall, those those are the three players in there, um, but not not amazing statistics for Detroit. Detroit is number six in allowing three pointers, number ten in defensive points. So they try and keep the scores low. Youngstown is number seven in defensive free throws allowed, number four in opposing true shooting percentage, number five in true shooting margin, number five in offensive rebounds, number eight in rebounding margin, number two in steals. And number number one in fouls, uh, which means they don't foul, and then mm-hmm. number four in points allowed. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's nice that Detroit made it. They won their conference tournament. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like they have much of a chance. They've already played, and it wasn't really close. Right. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, uh, you were saying like Detroit tries to keep the score low by also not scoring very much, um, mm-hmm. and so I I think that they probably once again get run out of the gym. Uh, it's hard. It's really, really hard with a team like Youngstown to tell how good they are. Like I said, either in, in this tournament, either um, all these like seventeen and one teams, sixteen and two, fifteen and three teams had like really, really bad strength of schedules, and then all these like fourteen and four and thirteen and five teams um, had really tough strength of yeah. schedules. And so um, it's actually going to be. I think it's just going to be a hot mess because like the difference between this Youngstown team. Um, and a couple other teams we talked about in like the seven ten or six eleven matchup is not that difference, or even the eight and nine matchup, you know. Um, and yeah. so um, it's really it's really hard to tell uh, how good Youngstown really is, but I think it's yeah. pretty clear they're much better than Detroit. Yeah, in Detroit, I will give them credit; they only lost by five to Santa Ana, which is a mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a big game, you know. But sure. um, and you know, since then they've just been playing a lot better, you know. But I don't think good enough to, uh, yeah, uh, win this game. Agreed. So uh, next up, we got the eight nine matchup. We have Idaho Falls the Potatoes um, by Coach Stryker going up against the Pittsburgh Gamblers too. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, led by Joshua Joshua Tyler and those three six ten and one or two six ten and one six eleven guy on their team. Uh, Idaho Falls. Balance, but Braxton Bayer is probably their best player. Idaho Falls is 
number six in opposing true shooting percentage, number eight in true shooting margin, number six in blocks, number eight in points allowed. Pittsburgh is number seven in opposing true shooting percentage, number seven in sorry, number seven, number one in uh, defensive free throws allowed, number four in rebounding margin, number ten in blocks, number four in fouls, number six in points allowed. So these teams seem like they marry each other in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I will say I think that Pittsburgh would have been a much higher seed. Had, I mean, clearly, had they not lost the game. But you, if we're looking at a 17-1 and Pittsburgh season, they ended up losing by one in their very last game of yeah. the season. Um, I think that they would be a much higher seed. Um, and, and I think that for good reason. Um, I mean, they have that really good, enormous junior class um, that sort of anchors the three through five spot for them. They're, they only score 20 points a game combined, um, but they do so much more for that team. Um, so I think that they really hold it down for the team. Idaho Falls, I would say, I think Franco Russell might be their best player. I mean, he's hmm. only scoring 3.7 points, yeah, but yeah. he's got three and a half assists, 4.6 blocks. That's enormous. Great um, point. <laughs> yeah, 9, 9.2 rebounds. And so um, luckily for Pittsburgh, they don't get a lot of scoring um, from down low, but they also do attack the rim. And so mm-hmm. maybe if uh, Idaho Falls, let's see, they're, they are running a normal defense. Yeah. Um, and so maybe their, their center is a little bit more at the bottom of the, of the um, court. Uh, they can just kind of stop Tyler from attacking the rim. Um, yeah. So I, if you don't I, want, if you don't want ahead. to bring up any like PTSD, don't look at the end of the play by play of that last game for them. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Too soon. The, uh yeah, with with uh, thirty seconds left, uh, they were up by three. Um, they were up by three. Wilkes Bar hit a jump shot. Sean Steele missed the front end of a one and one. <laughs> Lonnie Eckhart hit a game winner with nine seconds left. Yeah. And Pittsburgh didn't even get a shot off. <laughs> That's so, crazy. I hate when that, that happens. <laughs> obviously. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it should be a good game. We'll see. Um, I think Pittsburgh's just more talented, though. I, I agree, and they're way bigger. I mean, Idaho Falls runs a six-six yeah. power forward. So, yeah. So next up, and I feel like our our theme right now is just there's so much parity in this league. You know, there's <laughs> mm-hmm. just a lot of parity. So we're looking at the four seed, who was a one seed probably a couple games ago, is Frankfurt, mm-hmm. um, the Fighting Owls. Uh, they got those two big men, Jermaine White, Daniel James. Raymond Bowens is a stud, too. They're going up against the Hershey Colts. So Hershey's 14-4, 74th ranked, 196 strength of schedule. They won their conference tournament. Um, they're led by Logan Van, their senior uh, small forward. Uh, kind of mix it up. Hector uh, Ledet plays a decent amount of um, shooting guard. But, you know, they, they got a lot. I mean... They got their hands full, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to say. I don't think – I mean, they got some decent size, but, man, it's so hard to defend a team that scores from the post, and uh, Frankfurt does it really well. It's almost like a knuckleball because most teams don't do that. Or it's, right. It's, especially in 31. Right, right. Um, and Frankfurt was really solid. You know, they lost their last uh, – they lost two of their last three games. Um. You know, they they were on a roll. I think they won their first uh, six or eight games, you know, and mm-hmm. then 
started dropping some. You're in Conference 18, so you can't hold it too much against them. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Frankfurt is the number three team in assist, and then they are the number five team in free throws attempted, mm-hmm. uh, whereas Hershey is the number nine team in offensive rebounds. So mm-hmm. does Hershey have a chance in this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they have a great point guard. His, his name's Cole Clifton. Great guy. Yeah. Um, good friend of the podcast. But, um, I, yeah, I just, I mean, even the games that Frankfurt lost, they were really close outside of the Waterloo game. Um, like, this is a Frankfurt squad. I don't know how this happened. They beat Ann Arbor, the number five seed overall, 94 to 53 in exhibition. <laughs> like, this is a, this team has a super, super high um, ceiling. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think we'll see that a lot in this tournament, but. Um, I, I just think Frankfurt is, has a long run in them. Um, and Hershey's is, is a good team. You know, uh, Andrew Luck has been really working hard after retirement to put a team together. But mm-hmm. um, I, I just think that, yeah, Phil's – I mean, it, it's the same sort of, like, formula he always has. Uh, he attacks a room, gets to the line 20 times a game. Um, and then in the NTT, loses when he only gets to the line, like, eight times a game against the team. Yeah. You know, or has a guy shoot three for eighteen? <laughs> right, exactly. So um, I, I, I think that uh, yeah, Frankfurt's gonna have this one pretty easily. Okay, and real quick, his name's okay. So it's El Nino. He goes by Ted Lasso in this league. Ted Lasso's a show. I just I I, I didn't realize that till like recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he had this name way before that show came out. So I think it was something from SNL or something like that. I don't know. Do you know anything about this? Or... Mm, no, I don't. But you don't know anything about Ted Lasso? No, he's a man ahead of his times. Dude, this guy. I mean, I don't know. I was I was blown away. I apparently it's this like soccer coach that is in Europe coaching one of the soccer teams, but he he only knows football, so he's trying to coach him. I, that's <laughs> that's the extent I know. So I'll just <laughs> I'll just stop there. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's fair. Out of my league if I'm going to keep talking about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's look at the 5-12 matchup. we got the Chicago Maroons, winner of Conference 20, 17th ranked, 16-2, and 179 strength of schedule, going up against the Sacramento Silver Bears out of Conference uh, 30. Um, yeah, they're led by Sebastian Tuma. It's not a Tuma. Uh, it's not a Tuma. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so Chicago is number eight in three points attempted, number three in true shooting percentage, number nine in true shooting margin, number seven in points. Um, where as Sacramento is number seven in assist, number five in blocks, number seven in turnovers. Number six in free throws attempted. Uh, Sacramento plays it played the tougher schedule, uh, you know, and they. I mean, conference thirty, a lot of, a lot of tough games versus a lot of good teams, but no great wins really. I mm-hmm. mean, you got Tempe, which in the first game that's a decent win uh, over the number twenty three team, but other than that, they. I mean, they 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 play the teams around the hundreds really well, and then. Once you get into the fifties, they've they've struggled a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and this is 
Like, um, I think this is a good team. Don't get me wrong, but they're ranked 43rd and they're 11 and seven and didn't win like their conference tournament. They finished, they were the four seed and finished five seed as in the conference tournament. Um, it just feels a little bit inflated to me. Um, I think it speaks to sort of the nature of this year that they're able to even be, uh, 43rd and, and up here. Um, but I, I think that even though Chicago hasn't necessarily played a ton of really good teams, um, they have the best strength of schedule, um, or sorry, not the best, the best uh, true shooting percentage that we've seen so far. Um, mm-hmm. Just a super efficient team. They know how to get the ball, and they they just destroyed teams like Duluth. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, they beat Erie, who's way underrated, and um, they destroyed Fort Wayne. So I think the Chicago yeah. team's actually pretty good. Yeah, they lost to Huntington Beach in overtime by six, um, and then they. Uh... They split the gauntlet of uh, Conference 6. They played Conference 6 best teams in Erie and Concord, right? Right. So, <laughs> no, right. Uh, they don't have a great strength of schedule either. You know, you got the Duluth win, and that's kind of what they're hanging their head on, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can shoot great against these teams, but what happens, yeah, what happens when the teams are better? Mm-hmm. And they've shown a lot, but uh, I want them to prove it against a team like – Sacramento, and I think they're going to have a lot of trouble against a team like Frankfurt. Yeah, yep, I think you're right. Uh, let's look at the next matchup. We got the 215 Huntington Beach, um, the Oxen 16 and 2, number 8 overall, going up against the number 15 seed Stanford Warriors, champions of the conference 5 tourney, um, 103 overall, 12 and 6, 243 strength of schedule, led by Gabriel Zinn. Short twenty-five point game score. So, um, but they got that twelve twenty-four class, you know, and they got a ninety-nine fifty-two class for their juniors. So, they got some. They got some talent there. Um, yeah, some talent. They I mean, but Huntington Beach looks really solid. Huntington Beach is the number nine team, or the number two team, and um, offense opposing true shooting percentage. They are the number one team in true shooting margin, number three in rebounding margin, number seven in steals, number two in blocks, number nine in fouls, number three in uh, points allowed. Um, so, yeah, that's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> Stanford is number five in steals. So, yeah, it's great that Stanford made it. Um, they get a really tough team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Stanford, I'm torn because I'm on two recruits with Stanford. Um, they kind of value they kind of value winning, but then value um, impact a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I kind of want them to lose, um, but I also yeah. kind of want them not to lose a lot. So three and three would be fun in the tournament if you can do, get that done, SCDN. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, they just – they went through conference five, which is historically a pretty bad conference and still uh, didn't shoot hyper efficiently. Um, but then you look at Huntington beach and it's another sort of like, um, Oh, a, a good team with a good yeah. record who didn't play uh, like a tough schedule. You know what I mean? They beat the aforementioned Chicago and overtime start the year. They beat silver city twice. Um, oh, sorry. They lost to silver city once. Um, but so it's just hard to, to know 
uh, how good this how team good they really. Are. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think Stanford's been that good either. And so yeah. I think think that they got a little lucky in their poll again. But um, and I would I would I would even advise Coach SCDN to maybe even switch your team name from the Warriors to Branch, the Stanford Branch. Hmm. Um, Get some guys like Jim and Andy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ann. Yep, Karen. Yep. You mean? Oh, Karen. Shoot. Yeah. Can you call someone Karen? <laughs> I, I switch shows. Well, she's yeah, she's not white, so I, I guess we can call her Karen, right? Right, right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think Huntington beat twins this game. Yeah. Let's look at the seven ten matchup. We got San Francisco, the Golden Gators, twenty eight forty nine strength of schedule going up against the Dearborn Defenders, um, number thirty seven twenty three strength of schedule. Uh, balance out of San Francisco, both play in tough conferences. Uh-huh. Um, Jacob Bitter and Tyler Brailsford um, are really solid players, and this guy, this team changed around their lineup halfway through the year, and really turned it on um they they played a lot better they they won um six of their last uh seven games Mm -hmm. uh after yeah just um struggling through the uh conference 15 north um san francisco is the number eight team in turnovers and the number one team in points whereas dearborn is number four team in three points attempted I think they can keep up with them in points. It should be a fun matchup, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what do you see? Yeah, this is a really interesting matchup because, I mean, San Francisco starts 5-7, and seven, Dearborn yep. starts 5-6, and six, and they both end 11-7. and seven. Um, So both teams are running pretty hot right now. Um, it looks to me like Dearborn made the more substantial changes to try to figure mm-hmm. it out. Um, but both teams are, are fairly efficient. Look um, at that 44-point win against Riverside. Yeah. And they followed it up with a 21-point win, which is just – and then right. they beat Tempe by 20, uh, 26. Right. They're, they're on a roll. They're just right. killing teams. Right. So I, I think Dearborn's really good, but I think San Francisco's just really hot right now. Um, and yeah. so I, I just think San Francisco, for that reason, takes it. Yeah, and I think it's going to come down to the three ball. When, when Brailsford mm-hmm. and Bitter are going, man, those guys – Ooh, they shoot. I mean, they shoot a lot of threes. Be- mm-hmm. Between those two, they shoot um, thirteen point five. <laughs> yeah, you know, and uh, and I and honestly, I really think Ryan uh, Oliveira is a really good player. Um, hmm. He hasn't gotten a lot of play this year, but he he's. I mean, he really helped them when he inserted him in the starting lineup. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Um, can they slow down San Francisco? Not sure. I mean, they got some really good players, uh, but I mean, I think we'll see some fireworks in this. I'm hoping for two teams in triple digits. Yeah, yeah, that would be really fun. I, yeah. All right, let's look at the three fourteen matchup Flagstaff, the defending NTT champs. Um, the lesser going, tournament. Yep. Mm-hmm. Going against the mobile homes. Uh, so, yeah, you got. Austin Craner, uh, Jonathan Hit, uh, Hibbler, they, they pride themselves on defense. Um, mobile, you know, they got the big man, Julian mm-hmm. Moore, uh, 21.9 points a game. He's a sophomore. He was part of the 27 1 class. He was the league player of the year as a freshman. And uh, 
he won conference player of the year this year. So, I'm, I mean, he's got a good chance. I mean, he probably won't. I don't know if he, I can, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say probably won't, but he's not having the season he had last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, he scored 28.3 points a game. He's only getting 21.9 points a game. Come on, man. You're slacking. <laughs> uh, so, Mobile is number one in allowing three pointers, number 10 in offensive rebounds, and number five in defensive points. Flagstaff is number five in opposing true shooting percentage, number seven in offensive rebounds, number one in steals, and number nine in blocks. So we're in for a defensive battle, defensive showdown, Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to come down to can Flagstaff slow down Julian Moore? I think they can. They should. Um, They have have, have the talent. Uh, But, you know, uh, you you know, it's – it all. I mean – it's just one game, so anything can happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think Daniel Alexander, the center for Flagstaff, is good enough to go head-to-head with Julian Moore and slow him down enough, you know what I mean? Because I think mm-hmm. you do that, and that Mobile does, just doesn't have another guy that they can really yeah. rely on uh, like consistently. Um, I like Kevin Grant was thinking about being on him, um, maxing him as well as a, a recruit, but um, so he's at least decent, but not fantastic you know what i mean yeah i, I mean will... you take out more in grant and they're just trailer trash right <laughs> exactly um yeah easy you'll turn them into like a famous rapper who will uh end up writing songs about you yeah uh it, but um i i i don't think that flagstaff does exactly what they uh typically are doing and like so they grab a decent amount of offense rebounds but they also let up a bunch and so they're not like winning that rebound margin uh, they are winning the turnover margin, though. Um, they sort mm-hmm. of li- like to just capitalize on having more uh, possessions than other teams. Um, and But when that's not true and your leading scorer is high, super inefficient um, in Austin Craner, uh, I, I think it's it's going to be really hard to beat Long for the tournament. But I do think that they have Mobile's number here and, and uh, take the win. All right. Um, last matchup, the sixth level, we got Springfield Geek. Geese, coached by Coach Kid Akron, 31-21-62 strength, strength of schedule. Um, Kevin Hawkins, Kelton Icemaker, um, the senior, um, Afonso Avery. Uh, yeah, so, you know, all those guys. I mean, Avery's first team, O-Conference. Mm-hmm. Hawkins' second team, Icemaker, uh, second team as well. Um, former Freshman of the year, I think. They're going up against the Lexington Huskies, Conference 19 champion, led by uh, Jacob Hitt and Jason Farr. Um, I really like uh, Ramon Canchola uh, as well. So um, Lexington is number 10 in defensive free throws allowed. They're number seven in opposing three points allowed, number Nine in opposing true shooting percentage and number seven in fouls. Um, where yeah, Springfield is not top ten in any statistical category. So, um, yeah, um, Lexington didn't play a great schedule. Um, mm. There's there's no way around that. They played a pretty bad schedule. They played one team in the top one hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, in Des Moines, they beat them by nine. Uh, they did play Odessa, the only NTT team on their schedule. Um, 
and they lost by three. Well, I guess Allentown, um, too, both in exhibitions. Uh, or Allentown did not make the entity. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, they just don't have a tough schedule. Springfield is battle-tested. They've played some really tough teams. They've beat some good teams. They've mm-hmm. lost to some good teams. They've lost to some bad teams. Um, kind of hard to figure this team out, um, mm-hmm. especially after a really hot start. Um, what do you think? What do you think of this matchup? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's just like Springfield is a little bit hard to figure out. I mean, they just run so much on Alfonso Avery, though. 19.5 points a game, 6.2 uh, assists, 1.8 steals. Um, I think, I mean, Lexington just hasn't played anyone, you know what I mean? And has still lost games. Um, Springfield lost some games they probably should have. Um, and won, game, won some games that are pretty impressive. Um, and so, yeah, I think that I think Springfield gets it here. I think they're um, actually a pretty decent team. They can show them that they can they can at least compete on the floor with some of these bigger dogs. Um, whereas like uh, Lexington just has not done that. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm going go with Springfield here. All right, let's look at this uh, this uh, bracket. Um, I have um, Youngstown beating Pittsburgh. Uh, Frankfurt beating um, Chicago, Huntington Beach losing to Dearborn, and uh, Springfield beating um, Springfield being Flagstaff. Springfield beating Dearborn to go to the Elite Eight, um, and I think that Frankfurt will take down Youngstown and then also take down Springfield to make it to the Final Four. Somewhat boring. I have Youngstown <laughs> over Pittsburgh, Frankfurt over Chicago. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, that one's a tough matchup. I'll go with San Francisco over Huntington beach. Uh, and then I'll go Flagstaff over Springfield, even though I, I have documented their issues. Um, mm-hmm. I do think, I do think Flagstaff can get to the, the elite eight there, but then I think Frankfurt gets to the final four. All right. We both pick Frankfurt. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah, the podcast curse, I mean, the Manning or, the man curse has nothing on the podcast. That's podcast. right. That's right. So, um, any other, any players you want to watch in this? Uh, I mean, there's, again, I mean, there's so much parody. I mean, <laughs> honestly, a lot of these teams really could win. Right. Um, right. So, I mean, I'm really, I really love the two guards at Dearborn. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like uh, Permenter. I mean, he, you, you can't go without talking about Julian Moore. He mm-hmm. might be the best player in this in this group. Mm-hmm. Alfonso Avery. Jermaine um, White, Daniel James. Yep. The front court there for for uh Frankfurt. Mm-hmm. Ethan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's some solid players, so I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Uh we will do number three next. <laughs> 